Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is the Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, I have some exciting non-Harry Potter-related news to share with you this morning. Well, that's exciting. Uh, kind of shaking up the formula a little bit. Yeah, we we will get to our news segment, but I, I have some podcast news to share. Mm. I've been in the lab. Oh. I have been putting my powerful brain mm-hmm. to the task of creating an artificial intelligence to help us record our show. I think we do an incredible job uh, as a as a two-person podcast. We we make a great team. But we could, you know, we could sometimes use a little bit of insight from uh from an outside source, especially someone as knowledgeable about the topics we're usually talking about as one JK Rowling. Oh. And so I have created an AI uh-huh. that can chime in and help us out when we need it. I call it the JK Rowling observation interface mm-hmm. or the JOI for short. <laughs> okay. Uh why don't you why don't you go ahead and ask her a, a yes or no question? Oh. Well let me think. Um JK Rowling is the Sum of two plus two, four. Yeah. <laughs> can I hear? Can I hear that answer again? Yeah. Perfect. It's working great. It's great. So the the JOI is working fantastically. We can ask yes or no questions, and it might weigh in with some some other insights. But for now, it's very basic. I I you know I'm I am first and foremost a scientist. I've I've put a lot of work into this. But but right now she only has a few basic responses. But she might be she might be able to say some more in future. But but for now I'm I'm just glad to have the input at all. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that like Google they have to have like a whole a whole team of engineers working on on AIs that that don't seem to work very well so i'd say that you kind of alone in the lab (laughs) this is this is revolutionary absolutely yeah i i you know uh i i i think i think i've done an okay job here it's it's uh you know hey making an ai from scratch not super easy yeah i've got another Uh, question for her if you don't mind Oh, absolutely. Um, Ask away. Uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, were, were Sirius Black and Remus Lupin in a romantic relationship in school? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Deal that... <laughs> oh, she's she's learning. Yeah, she's she's got a little bit of sass in there, you know, because because you know, I, I most of my programming, you know, my 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 AI sculpting mm-hmm. here, I had to capture the essence of the personality first, so it needs to be a little bit, you know, a little bit of a firebrand, right? Yeah, yeah, this might end up end up being a kind of arc like um like Data or or the Doctor from Star Trek Voyager. If we might ha- we might have to hold kind of a, a courtroom hearing about whether or not the J.K. Rowling AI uh, is we a, know is what a person. the solution is here. We can make this happen. That's not to say it's easy, but if the will is there, globally we can change this. I, I think that I think that proves my point. Exactly, right? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to keep Moriarty alive in the holodeck. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so there's there's our news. I have been I have been busy. I've been hard at work crafting. Our our third our third podcast co-host, or I guess she I guess she's more of a guest, our 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 robot guest, uh, who you know, JK, she's been absent from Twitter 
she's she hasn't been giving any interviews or anything so uh, uh maybe i can i can rekindle some of that spirit through the power of of artificial intelligence i love that uh well moving on mm. we do have some news news to cover because last week we were we were uh really deep in the mines covering the um the Wizarding World Gold stuff. How do you feel about that? Kind of a week removed from from the announcement there. What what's I have seen no buzz about it. Nobody's talking about it. That seems to be the common thread running running between all of these like big uh, brand announcements that are made is that they don't seem to be making a splash at all. I've been seesawing no. back and forth about whether or not we we the podcast should should join it just to get the journal but i want to see what the other I, perks are like they're like yeah there has to be something else i have been thinking about this i want i want so badly to read the street cast acrostic i know uh, like like maybe we are pretty close some inside baseball here we're pretty close to the thousand dollar threshold on patreon maybe Maybe we should put that in there. Maybe that should be a little reward. Uh, I've been th- I've been thinking about that. Like like if hey, if we get to a thousand dollars a month, we will spend eighty of those dollars to get ourselves this uh, this this powerful uh, gift package. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could it could pay dividends later. Like who knows what kind of exclusive content could be on the horizon. Right. There's there could be uh, I mean, there could be TV stuff. Like, I mean, honestly, th- like this stuff is all probably available somewhere if I do the digging. Um, but like if if that from the archives thing it talked about really is just all like the movie making of stuff that might be worth it. Honestly, that could be fun to watch through and and, and pick apart like there's. We had fun with that with the first two movies, right? When we had the 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 time to like go through like the DVD menus and shit and like yeah, watch all those weird. Yeah, but only because Chris Columbus is such a weirdo. Oh yeah, that's true. But, but so is David Yates. Oh yeah, that's that's true. the thing we've been learning. David Yates, kind of a weirdo. Um, so I don't know. I I I I'm. I don't think anyone is uh is is excited about this thing. Really, I mean, like like on the Twitter. Most of the responses to like the tweets about it are like, "Why is this only in America and the UK?" Like, like there's a bunch of people saying like, "Like, like, please bring this to my country. I, I can't order this." Then MuggleNet, uh, who, if you remember, published that really like incendiary article after the leak mm-hmm. about like how bad they thought it was. They have posted another one called "Wizarding World Gold is Here, but who's going to buy it?" Mm. Uh, and they like I, I won't read the whole article, but it is it is fairly interesting. It it, it is fascinating to me to uh, to see. I mean, this is honestly this is kind of similar to the thing we were talking about uh, on the bonus episode. Hey, Ring Theory mm. coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's cyclical. Uh, but we were talking about the Fallout seventy six subscription yeah. and how it's managed to like piss off the people who are still like with fallout 76 right like like the people who have stuck with it all this fucking time for whatever reason like the the if MuggleNet is pissed off about your like fan club service i feel like there's like something's something's happened there right uh 
they conducted a poll on on, on Twitter that got like a thousand votes where they, where they said, uh, did you in t- do you intend to join Wizarding World Gold for $75 a year? Uh, 9% said absolutely. 5% said I'll try it for a year, which I think is the only <laughs> option right now anyway. Uh, 12% wait and see, and then 74% no thank you. Hmm. Uh which is I don't know like that's that's like the that's like the diehardest of the diehard Harry Potter fans right like I, that's I can't I can't imagine this thing is all that enticing even if even if you are like you know a, a, a die in the wool Potterhead yeah I know I mean even with us talking about whether to get it we're mostly like damn we want to see that acrostic <laughs> we want we want an acrostic mostly for an ironic joke. Like, like that's the be- like that's the best they're getting out of us here is like we might buy this ironically, I, which I guess I lo- is still buying. I love it. to spend ninety dollars on an acrostic. <laughs> we'll figure something out because it's it's too enticing. They might they might have us uh, on that one, but yeah, it's just not not setting the world on fire. And they also have not followed up with like any like like the the response has been decidedly like muted i think uh and they have not like followed up with any like no no it comes with all this cool stuff too or anything like like just not really not really i don't know stoking the flames at all like they're just they just kind of let it go uh and and that's that yeah it's not looking good no it's not (laughs) (laughs) thank you joe thanks joe is she is she gonna retweet it is she going to log in to post about it? She has not. Oh, my God. Yeah, she has not said anything about it. This did not. Like, the Cursed Child logo changing, that got her out of bed. Uh, uh, Wizarding World Gold, nothing. Not a peep. So, I, I don't know what's going on with Joe there. Uh, moving on to some more new news. Fantastic Beasts 3 shooting start date has been revealed by Dan Fogler. Place Jacob. They're not shooting it uh, yet. They yes, no. They they were supposed to shoot it this year. They were like they were like supposed to be shooting it now, uh, but apparently at LeakyCon over the weekend, uh, Dan Fogler said we haven't started filming yet. We start in February. Hmm. Uh, last we heard, J.K. She's been writing furiously. Everyone was really happy with what she it's submitted. It's not written yet. It's not finished. We're all just waiting for the new script. That's where we're at. Oh. <laughs> they also asked him again why it was delayed, and his response is because the it's film so is gigantic. It's so big. Yeah. This movie, it's such it's a huge. big film. I haven't even read the script, but I know it's big. The script doesn't exist yet. Joe. I can't wait to leave the theater and be like, wow, that film was big deal with it um <laughs> uh with more movie news uh for for a different film kit harrington revealed which harry potter character he'd like to play in a prequel uh which i found kind of interesting this the the, the like the prequel talk is happening again i don't know like where it really came from but uh it's it's out there and he had this to say and this is so exciting to me severus snape is the most tragic wonderful brilliant character Mm. he's a character you hate and then end up loving he's just phenomenal but then he kind of pivots and he says i don't think i'm right for him so i'll play Sirius. but whoever gets to play snape that's great (laughs) 
Wonderful, wonderful sentiment. Just, but I, I, I respect that because, like, he doesn't think he's right for that role. But when asked the question, he wanted to assert that he's a Snape head. He is a real Snape head. He appreciates Snape, even if he feels like he wouldn't do the job. I think, you know, I think he would not be the worst choice. But I, I still think, it, like, we, the clock's ticking. We got to get Adam Driver on this, right? Am I, am mm-hmm. I alone in this? Like, yes. Please. We need Adam. Okay, if if Adam Driver is as Snape and Kit Harrington as Sirius, I could see that working. I I think that's that's not the worst option. Honestly, I could see if if we're being like completely earnest here, I could see Kit honestly being James if we like had to cat like fan cast this this Marauders show. Yeah, that wouldn't be like, too bad. I think I think he you know throw some round glasses on him. His hair is pretty messy. I think I think that would work. Sure. Um. Of course, this is not going to happen because nothing nothing good is happening in the Harry Potter world uh, at the moment. But I I thought that was cute. I I it's it's an interesting answer t- for an actor to just like say like oh here's they, they gush about one character and they say ah but that's not for me. That's kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I, what I do not want is a, a like gritty HBO Marauders show. That God, sounds like the worst Jesus torture Christ. I can imagine. It's it's got to be the CW, please be the CW. Yeah, uh, I I I mean like you know that is the same umbrella company, so I, I like that's not impossible. But uh, I I don't know. Please, HBO is what everyone on the subreddit wants, and it would be so poisonous. Could you imagine? Like like we've already had such a problem with Harry Potter the books trying to get more serious. <laughs> I'm just picturing the like HBO style bullying scenes. Oh god. Ugh. Yeah, just all the wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. Uh we have one last piece of news here. Tis the season for spooking. A Massachusetts man saw a dementor like figure from Harry Potter while mowing his lawn. <laughs> a Southwick resident said he saw what looks like a dementor on Thursday. Wait, why uh, Sean's is this like, news happening? every year it wasn't really misty out <laughs> well here's the picture i'll send you the link here's uh here's here's the picture it's honestly a fucking incredible photo i love it so much huh yep that's a dementor <laughs> it's a dementor uh sean zygorowski was mowing his lawn when he saw the flying figure pictured he said it looked like a dementor from harry potter or some sort of black ghost question mark <laughs> in the moon in the book slash movie Harry Potter, a Dementor is a gliding dark creature feared by everyone. They feed on happiness, feelings, and depression from anyone who gets too close. They also have the power to consume a person's soul with a kiss. Uh, no mention of how they fuck and and create fog, though. Mm, no, so, that, I feel like that fact always gets overlooked. These are some fair weather fans here at the local news station. I'm reading this on. Uh, Zygorowski added that the dark figure disappeared after and was pretty scary. Yeah, it is really scary. I think it might have been a drone with some fishing line. Haha, he told 22 News. I assume in a text message. Oh. They, they wrote haha out here. So, so you know, I guess they weren't busting out the uh, the news van for this one. That's but, a dementor. Uh, pretty spooky. Definitely. Mentors are real. And they're out here and they're making all this fog and it sucks. Yeah, it's Spooky. been pretty foggy. It has been pretty misty outside. It's been it's just has not I've not been able to get that out of my mind. So 
Thanks, Joe. No, yeah, it's ruining our lives and and the lives of our listeners. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) We've got some reading to get to. What do you say? I suppose. Uh, I suppose. I didn't read. I didn't write down the chapter title this week. I think this is the first time. It's just just horse slughorn. slughorn. That's that's the the name of the character we meet, and also the name of the chapter. uh, And it's chapter four. Um, Harry is leaving the Dursleys with Dumbledore, and he's feeling pretty awkward now that he's like alone with them. But like, I guess. He kind of talks to Dumbledore a little bit and is like, aren't you worried about us getting attacked? And Dumbledore says, well, no, you're with me. I'm very cool. Um, Harry does some apparating with Dumbledore for the first time. It's like sidelong apparition. And he says that it feels like getting squeezed through a tube, I guess. And they end up in a village that Harry doesn't recognize. Uh, Harry and Dumbledore kind of on the way to whatever the errand, the mysterious errand is, have a little chat. Um... And Harry asks some questions. Um, one of them is about occlumency, because Dumbledore uh, points out that he hasn't had any of those those pesky Voldemort dreams that he was having all last book. Um, and Dumbledore explains that away by saying, well, Voldemort realized it's risky for you to be in his head, so he's actually guarding his mind against you now, so you don't have to worry about that. Um Dumbledore says where they are, which is a a village called Budley Burbage. Uh, And he's trying to fill a a job opening at Hogwarts, which I think we're supposed to assume is the the defense against the dark arts post, as always. Um, Harry. Yeah. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Joe. uh, The Joe Joe bot is uh, is, kind of on one right now. Yeah, that's fine. Harry asks Dumbledore about uh, the new Minister of Magic. Uh, and Dumbledore just kind of says that uh, he is a man of action, um, but won't really like say exactly what he means by that, and and doesn't kind of um, talk about the the rift that the newspaper was reporting on between them. Um, Harry also asked Dumbledore about like the the defense tips pamphlet that the Ministry gave out, and they kind of agree that it's not very helpful. Uh, but Harry does ask what the inferi, inferis are, uh, and Dumbledore basically says they're zombies, uh, and that we f- we find out that Voldemort had an army, army of those, like, the last war. Um, they get to their destination, and they walk into a house, but something terrible has happened there. There's blood on the wall, every, like, all the furniture is torn up, and uh, looks really bad. So it looks like someone's been attacked. Uh, Dumbledore kind of like pulls out his wand, tells Harry to do, th- to do the same. Uh, but, you know, as, as tensions are rising, Dumbledore pokes an armchair. Uh, and it was Horace Slughorn the whole time uh, who had transfigured himself into an armchair in order to try to fake his own death to not have to talk to Dumbledore. But once he's found out, he's pretty chill about it. Um, Dumbledore introduces him to Harry. Um, and we we kind of get the, the first impression that... Uh, Horace Slughorn is interested in Harry's uh, kind of fame and influence. Um, uh, Slughorn tells Dumbledore, like, no, he's not, he's not going to come out of retirement. That would be crazy. Um, and at, like, at that point, D- like, Dumbledore kind of pushes on him on it, but is like, okay, whatever. I'm going to go use your bathroom and leaves Slughorn alone with Harry. Um, and Slughorn kind of starts talking to him and, and says that he knew Harry's mom and that she was 
very smart, which uh, sometimes happens with Muggleborns, and Harry kind of bristles because he's like being kind of racist. Um, and we also kind of find out Slughorn kind of talks about all the famous people he knows, and that he it says pretty literally like in the text that he quote unquote collects famous people to then like send him favors and, and and things. And and that's kind of, kind of what he enjoys and he enjoys his creature comforts and and all of this. Um, uh, But Harry happens to kind of stumble into, into the piece uh, that Dumbledore wanted him to by, by saying like, Oh, well, how do your, how do your famous powerful friends um, keep in touch with you if you're always on the run? Um, uh, cause we, we kind of find out that Slughorn has been dodging Death Eaters cause they're trying to recruit him. Um, and Slughorn kind of realizes that like, oh, I, ha- I have kind of sacrificed the way of life that I enjoy, uh, trying to run from getting involved in this conflict. Um, Dumbledore kind of c- comes back and, and fakes Slughorn out a bit by being like, well, if you don't want to come teach, then, then I can't, I can't make you. Um, and, and Slughorn stops him. He's like, okay, fine. I'll take the job, but he's not going to join the order of the Phoenix. Um, Dumbledore then operates Harry to the burrow and has kind of a last chat with him. Uh, the kind of pieces of stuff that he tells him is that, uh, Sirius would have been proud of him, um, for how well he's dealing with everything that happened. It's at the ministry, uh, and we we find out from Harry that that he's he's done moping about it because Sirius wouldn't want him to to ruin his life over over that. Um, and also he has kind of he's kind of got an edge. He's like that. And I want to take as many Death Eaters and Voldemort down with me if I have to go. Uh, and Vol- and Dumbledore kind of agrees. Um, and the last thing Dumbledore says is that um, Harry should tell Hermione and Ron about the prophecy instead of keeping it bottled up inside. And also in the coming school year, Dumbledore will be giving Harry private lessons, but we don't know what about. Uh, and that's the end of the chapter. Hmm. Hmm. This book's still pretty good so far, I think. I'm enjoying this. Uh, I'm still really wrestling with this new Dumbledore. Uh, But most of that is just me having a hard time squaring it with the, you know, previous five books of Dumbledore we've gotten so far. But I think I am enjoying him as he is now here. Uh, the scene between him and Harry, you know, uh, apparating and, and, and walking to this, uh, this guy's house. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, just, 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 just some pure dialogue, some characters asking, asking questions back and forth. I thought that was nice. Uh, uh, we, we haven't gotten many of these in Harry Potter for a while. It feels like. Yeah. I think that this chapter maybe took it a little bit far for me. Like Dumble, it mm. almost took it far. Like I, I, I think that the Dursley scene was so good, um, especially because Dumbledore was like kind of scary, and he definitely is kind of scary in this chapter as well. But there was kind of an odd quality, uh, and I don't know if you'll agree, but it felt like Dumbledore was kind of speaking in riddles to Harry for no reason. Sometimes he he felt a yes. little bit absurd. And, and, and not in a cool yeah, I mean, way, because there are those moments where he's like, he's still like cool and kind of sinister slash ambiguous. But in some of their conversation, I was just a little bit eye rolly. Like, I just felt like he was just being a little bit more absurdist than than anything else. There's a word I would use to describe his dialogue 
uh, occasionally in this chapter, and you're not going to like it. Mm. He is kind of being a little too epic uh, in some of their, his responses to Harry, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, like he he has he has the he he's got the West Wing dialogue thing going on, right? Where like everything is answered with a question or like a like a witty repartee, right? Like he's got a he's got a he's got a parry or a rebuke for everything Harry asks, and like that, that's a little tiresome, I think. I I feel like I feel like if every other line from him was one of those, it would have been a little smoother. But I do agree that. At least in that initial conversation when they're walking up to the the house, um, there's a certain point where Harry, if I was in Harry's position, I would have just fucking flipped my lid, right? Like, like, and and I think the writing maybe even knows that because there's that one part where Dumbledore answers with a a, 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 a completely nonsense or or like you know very opaque uh response and but then he smiles and harry they're like the the text oh harry realized he wasn't being snubbed i was like did did he because it sure feels like he's being fucking snubbed here yeah uh, I, I i'm not realizing that and and it, it it's almost like it reminds me of like a cartoon joke that never happens where you're right it's like everything is answered with a question but it it reads instead of it being like a badass dumbledore thing which i think worked really well with like vernon dursley because there was that tension there and it was like very clear that Dumbledore like held a lot of power over him here. He just kind of sounds stupid sometimes. Like Harry <laughs> will ask him like, I, I got that uh, pamphlet from, from the ministry. What do you think of that? And Dumbledore's like, what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I think it serves a like I think this chapter on the whole serves a really interesting purpose for the Dumbledore and Harry stuff though because I and like this is this is maybe jumping ahead a bit and I'll I'll maybe flesh this thesis out more at the end of the discussion but I think it is very clever in a way that this is a chapter where Dumbledore is showing Harry Slughorn and is warning him about all the things Slughorn does. And Harry is really internalizing that stuff because this is Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's he's instantly on guard with Slughorn. And he instantly uh, is, is uh, keenly, you know, visualizing and, and uh, agreeing with Dumbledore's assessment of Slughorn. When Dumbledore absolutely does the same thing. Dumbledore is a collector. Dumbledore is a is a uh, a a you know a powerful puppet master character, but he just prefers to be a little more front and center than Slughorn, right? But Harry is not realizing that he is being played the same way by Dumbledore that Slughorn collects people. Yeah, I I think that um there's like the the master manipulator Dumbledore um is something that. I kind of wrote off as like a fan theory, especially because mm-hmm. we were reading and I'm much more familiar with a lot of the earlier books. So I was just like, I was like, that must be just like wishful thinking or something. But I had the very mm-hmm. strong impression in this chapter that like Dumbledore is like glad Sirius died or maybe even set that up. Um, yeah, he's certainly not torn up about it, right? I, I like, thought that the, the conversation that they have where obviously this is like jumping to the end of the chapter, but where he tells Harry that... Uh, Sirius would be proud of him and Harry responds 
with that as to saying like, yeah, and I'm going to kill as many Death Eaters as I can. That is a very scary scene to me. I'm like, oh, is this really setting up Dumbledore as a villain? Right. Yeah. Like, like, like Dumbledore. We'll see how it shakes out. Right. Because again, I remember so little of this book and and the next book, but I, I know that. At some point, there, Dumbledore does have, you know, the, the, the mask does come off uh, either through the Rita Skeeter article or, or through like Harry realizing some stuff and, and you know, he kind of confronts him about it. But like, it's interesting. I, I it's, it's, it, if, if this keeps up, you know, even if the dialogue is maybe a little twee, um, I will be really interested to, to follow this because I, I like this, uh, this turn for Dumbledore, I think, of him. Like, like it's, it, you know, it's, it is silly in the sense that like it took five books to get here when it probably should have, you know, I, I guess this is if, if some butts candy and nuts, like, like this is <laughs> not really here or there. Um, but like, uh, he, he has never been convincing as the master manipulator, especially not in the fifth book where that was such a core like idea that the book was trying to get across right that like oh dumbledore isn't just the the kooky headmaster he's also the leader of the resistance right which just never worked for me at all um and so this might be too little too late but it's fun to read as it is presented here i suppose um he's kind of has morphed completely into uh Kreia from kotor 2 yes Mm, that is oh oh no i made that noise again i made the (laughs) Ooh, that's really bad where's that coming from deep dark in my soul something is making me make that noise (laughs) but that's a really good comparison like like he is uh 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 kind of dangling harry along for his own purposes for what he views as you know what, what he is eventually going to view as like the greater good for a mission that he knows uh is incredibly dangerous and and he knows that harry or voldemort has to die right so like it's yeah it's um it's spooky i don't know like 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 i as as silly as some of his dialogue can be i am now keenly aware that honestly this view of dumbledore might have been intentional all along which like that feels really good going into this book i was so i had a lot of trepidation because i was like this mm, i don't know about book six and who knows we are four chapters in it could go completely buck wild and, and fall apart it probably will i know we've got a lot of flashback chapters and pensive bullshit to read but like uh i'm pleasantly surprised with how sharp this stuff is or at least how like i we started this book with two interesting pov chapters that kind of gave me a broader sense of what the world is like now and we are also going into the story and i have a like really keen awareness of like what these characters are doing and i you know i i I don't know his motivation yet but i know that dumbledore is doing something which is more than i can say for nearly any character in book five for the first third right like 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 damn i know this character's up to something that's cool i don't know that that's that's that works yeah it it's a very it's a very strange change it makes it feels like feel like fan fiction to me and i don't mean that in the way that i think most of the time that that said is meant by but Mm. but it Mm -hmm. really just it feels like someone else is writing this 
It definitely. No, it's not. <laughs> it definitely has some J.K. Rowling signature moments. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, wow, that really yeah, like I, breaks my brain. I'm like, <laughs> like I get like short circuited by that a little my bit. My blowing your mind with my cool AI. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I, I I agree with you. I I it it this book. This book feels so different. I mean, partially because you know we've been going we've been going through the series chapter by chapter, uh, and we can really see like the minute details shift as we go along. Mm-hmm. And this book so far not only is a radical change, but it is a radical change that's like addressing a lot of the like criticisms we've had of the, the structure of the stories previously, and that's so f- interesting. Like like it's almost a little bit affirming, right? Like oh. Uh, you know, we're not the only people who who noticed this, right? Like, it's it surely, whether consciously or unconsciously, J.K. Rowling changed the way she was writing the story to fit where you know where the story was going to go. And I think, I think this chapter is similar to the first chapter, like the best possible version of the "What if I took my children's fantasy story but made it more serious?" Right. And I think, you know, we'll get to it when we actually start talking about Slughorn, but I think Slughorn represents that really well also. Um, but I, it's just like, this is the, this is the platonic ideal of that idea. Uh, you know, maybe that's still not the best idea for this, for, you know, for this franchise or whatever, but, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this book so far, which is something that I'm, I guess I like wasn't really expecting this early. Yeah, it's surprising how hard Order of the Phoenix fumbled doing this. Mm-hmm. And also it sheds some light to me on why people don't like Order of the Phoenix that are otherwise pretty big fans of Harry Potter. Because whether or not you like the more kids book version of these stories or like the more... I guess, mature, serious versions. Five does kind of neither. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a really, this has been a real eye opener for me, considering I think my, I think both of our collective memories was that like six and seven are far and away our least favorite, right? Um, I th- I think that there is plenty of room uh, it, yeah. for that to be true, Here's, especially he- when my memory is just that this is a, story told in flashbacks info dump that so there's that and then there's the other thing that keeps on completely hitting me just like a truck every time i remember it which is harry is going to have to collect seven items in this book like that like the part where this this turns into like banjo kazooie and you have to he harry he has to collect seven seven items to to progress to the next level that's the part where i'm so scared or i'm like oh no this is this is the i don't know about this one yeah he has to collect uh seven jinjos and then um (laughs) three three jiggies in this in this world is dobby uh, before he can move on uh dobby is a jinjo yeah oh dobby 
house elves should look like gingos. That's 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 my that's my hot Harry Potter design take. The perfect the perfect elf creature was was created in in 1999 or 1998 or whatever it was when Rare created the Jinjo. That is that is my that is my ideal house elf. Yeah, Dobby Dobby is actually the the king Jinjo from Banjo Tooie in the in the in the Jinjo village. Hell fucking yes, that's what he does. He becomes free. And he 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 starts running his own little fiefdom, which might I don't know. We might have to talk to Dobby about you know the ideology of that, but I'm still happy for him. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> creature is one of those gingos that you approach to collect, and and he turns into a, a monster that attacks you. Ah, oh, hate that when that scary. happens. Scary, scary. Uh, but yeah, so it's like the lead up to the scene is is cute, and then and then we get the scene inside the house. What did what did what did you think about? the lead up to and 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 slughorn's introduction it's a cute scene i guess yeah it's 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 funny i i i like that the the thing about him uh you know he took two minutes to make it look like someone had murdered him but he forgot the dark mark that was kind of cute yeah um this to me read like a bbc television show A, uh, a certain is there a specific one you have in mind here uh bbc sherlock <laughs> um slughorn is sherlock and he's like damn it damn it watson i was trying to fake my own death um it, it just kind of has those beats to me i'm sure people are very sick of me comparing <laughs> comparing <laughs> harry potter to film and television <laughs> like in in just the way it's written but this was such a clear uh bbc sherlock scene to me yeah no it, it has that because it's like it it is it it does that thing that a lot of uh i think like like a lot of like british detective series like to do and like sherlock did this nearly every cold opening right where it was like it starts with a very atmospheric dark brooding seeming scene but then it kind of lifts the violence. veil yeah. yeah and then it's like ah just kidding it's it was a goof or like it was it was something wacky right like it was like I, the one i'm always thinking of is the one where the fucking guy with a scimitar just like breaks into his room <laughs> yeah like what the fuck was that um but yeah that that i i i definitely i i picked up that vibe for sure um i like slughorn as a character though a lot his introduction here is really interesting and he's uh he's a really good more realistic shitty slytherin i think than we've seen so far Yes, I'm going to take issue with everyone that claims him as an example of a good Slytherin, oh, though. Oh, yeah, fuck that, right? Hello? I mean, like, <laughs> but he is, he is such a good... Um, in the same way that, like, like there were those moments with Umbridge that that uh were good when she was like doing like the rounds and like like grading all the teachers and stuff, where, like, she was really shitty, but, like, in a very, very almost uncomfortably realistic way right where she you know she was like making fun of uh haggard's accent and she was like you know i mean like this was the movie thing but like you know measuring flitwick which they played off as a joke but like should have been a just a like a you know uh an uncomfortable scene right but like slughorn all all of the like the the the, like the shitty pureblood racists we have seen in harry potter so far have just been such outlandish cartoons um mm-hmm. whereas slughorn is like he is such a uh like 
relatably like 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 you 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 could swap some words out here and see, like that is a that is a real person like that that is any number of real people probably people people listening know in real life have to deal with in real life right like like he is yeah he's he's the nice racist uh he's oh he i'm, I'm not prejudiced i you know i i why your your mother was a was a was a uh, I, I just said she was a you know a muggle born she was great and uh this guy i know i still keep in touch with him and you know he he's he's one of the good ones too it's just like mm, ew, it's real it's real slimy it's 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 w- well portrayed i think yeah um it, it is like like you said like kind of uncomfortably realistic but i think works works pretty well in this like less cartoon version of harry potter um the the bit about him and i guess like his slytherin quality which is that he he collect he collects famous people which i feel like the this this book really um revealed that way too literally way too early so literally why yes. why did i just need that told to me about this character immediately upon meeting him i think is it dumbledore that just straight up says to harry like oh well he he likes his creature comforts and collects famous people yeah thanks dumbledore <laughs> there there's that i i honestly the part to me i i had like uh a a, like running into a brick wall moment because i was reading this like to myself i was just thinking to myself like huh this character kind of reminds me of like this is a children's book version of varus right like varus the spider from throne games uh (laughs) and then like right as I thought that I turned the page and got to the part where Harry's like, "Oh, he imagined a big spider in a web pulling flies." <laughs> I'm like, "Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry, uh, for." Th- this is this is another example that was similar to Umbridge, where it was like we saw Umbridge at the at the feast for the first time, and Harry has this like hatred of her right out of the gate, based on nothing. And and not in that way because obviously like Slughorn kind of shows the way that he's bad, but I what I don't understand is why we have to be presented with the characters like thesis statement immediately yeah. on, upon meeting them. Yeah, it's a bummer because I think uh, I I I I almost wish that this had been spread out a bit more because I. The th- the thing that I do find like fundamentally interesting and, and, and like sad about Slughorn is that um, he is outside of his you know uh, you know once he once he starts talking about race science to Harry he's he is like really charming and like seems intelligent and like seems like a fun character to be around and I almost wish that there had been more of a lead up to this where like harry kind of like this guy and like kind of immediately like like it's a bummer that dumbledore leads with like oh by the way harry watch out he's gonna try to collect you or whatever and like harry has that notion immediately because i i kind of wish that like harry could have like i don't know gotten like ingratiated with this guy and, and kind of buddy buddy and then like discovered his shitty opinions later on and had to deal with that like you know okay is he, am i going to compartmentalize this am i going to you know, uh, 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 stop seeing Slughorn. Like, what do I get out of being friends with Slughorn? Right. Like there's, there's such a, 
there's there, there's a potential for a really interesting story there. I think that is sort of like headed off at the past by Dumbledore being like, oh yeah, here's 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 his character bio, here's his character sheet for you, Harry. Harry takes a really strong uh, stance with him. Uh, probably stronger than I guess very similar to Draco Malfoy though uh when when Slughorn um uh says just like kind of casually because the, the way the conversation goes is that Slughorn says like oh it's 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 funny your your mom was so good at at being a witch even though she was a muggle-born and then Harry immediately like stands up and it's like well my best friend's a muggle-born and she's also really smart and he he says like funny how that happens, and and Harry says not really, and he says that very coldly. I think this like is the mo- the strongest opinion that he's expressed since meeting Draco Malfoy in book one. Yeah, yeah. I just it's it's really funny that Harry was so like in 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 uh, in Philosopher's Stone he was so immediately sure uh, that that like Draco was on bullshit, right? And then in Chamber of Secrets, he basically just like never expressed any real p- opinions about wizard racism. Uh, and then finally we get here uh, and he, you know, hey, good for Harry. He's taking a stand. Finally, he Harry, Harry has opinions finally. And, and, and they're they're pretty good on this front. Um, I do. I, I, I again, I just it, it's it's funny that that just immediately came up that like uh, we, we had to get the turn with Slughorn immediately um but uh, i still like this scene quite a bit and like the i i, I like dumbled like, like dumbledore's tactic here is really fun too i think like this this i think is is much better than his like constant deflection when he's talking to harry this whole like th- this weird like thinking again very very sherlockian he's thinking so many Mm. moves ahead here like okay i know that slughorn knows that i am going to try and trick him into coming to hogwarts so i am going to accept that he knows that i know this too so i'm going to like like, i like i like the play that dumbledore set up here it's funny yeah it's at least, like, it, it doesn't make me just think of how absurd it is. Like, it, it's, it works, and I think it's the first time that a scene like this has worked in this series. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> I think the one, the one part that I think, like, I, I, I will say that, like, the, like, Slughorn being, like, reluctantly polite to Dumbledore in this whole scene is really fun. Um... There's one part where I don't know if this struck you as weird or not, but like when when Dumbledore comes out, like I, I know that he's like being a little barbed with Dumbledore, like he doesn't want to give him a drink, but he like relents and and and, and whatnot. And he's he like doesn't want to tell him where the bathroom is, but he eventually, you know, he seems disappointed, but he you know he's he's not rude, so he he tells Dumbledore where the bathroom is. But then when Dumbledore comes back, Slughorn is like, oh. You were in there a long time. Did you have an upset stomach? I was like, I would never ask someone. I would never in my life, like, never ask someone about what was going Every- on. Everything in the bath- go okay in there? Like, oh, shitting out your doo doo ass, Dumbledore? Like, like what? You, like, <laughs> like what? It's Slughorn. Very rude. Very, very rude, little man. I guess. Like, like it's it's very funny. I'm sure that's the the you know that was the joke. But I was just like, oh. I'm gonna, I would never ask Dumbledore if he's shitting and farting in there. Like, like what? What's what's what? <laughs> what's your angle, Slughorn? Please. 
I, um, what did you think of the Fantastic Beasts magic that they did in this chapter? Oh, I forgot about that. I thought that that's a scene I do remember from the movie version of this. And I thought it was really stupid in the movie. I'm, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess they, they, they do repair a whole house in, in, in 30 seconds or whatever, which I guess is still less ridiculous than repairing the entirety of Manhattan in that movie, but it's... Here's the, uh, here's the worst line in this whole chapter. They stood back to back, the tall, thin wizard and the short, round one, and waved their wands in an identical <laughs> sweeping motion. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Thank you, Joe, for that Laurel and Hardy uh, uh, ass picture of, of these two wizards. I love that. <laughs> Because the tall, thin one's the good guy, and the short, fat one, he's the bad guy. Right. The 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 fat stuff was kind of jumping out a little bit in this chapter as well. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't get that with uh, Dudley this time, so we had to make that up somewhere. Was, isn't Dudley fit now, or is that next book? Was it last book I, where I don't know? He's like Dudley got got buff with his gang or whatever. Um, so we can't make fun of him for that anymore. But yeah, the, like, I, you know, it's I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is wrong to say that a character is fat or whatever. But it, it, like, there's definitely a negative edge to it here. Right. Like he has pudgy hands and his legs are short and he's he's sweating a bunch and he's got a walrus mustache. And it's like, OK, he's he I get it. He is the big, ugly, fat guy. Ha ha. It's it's very weird because a lot of the like descriptions are very cartoony, but the content isn't anymore. Hmm. Yeah. There, there, are, there are some, there are some like things that happen that are a little bit cartoony, but for the most part, that's all kind of gone. And yet, the description that jumped out at me is like his walrus like mustache, and he like said something, and it like waved in in the. I don't. I don't know. It's just a very strong impression of a cartoon. Person. yeah yeah no I, I i think that's fair like he is he is he is a cartoon character and I, I you know i honestly i like the description of him but it is it is the most um uh it it, it is it is the most like like outlandishly cartoonish this book has been uh, which has honestly been so subdued so far it, it is kind of funny like like that that passage you read really highlights how at odds the imagery and the content are where it's like here's you know here's the wacky here's this wacky image of of the tall thin guy it's like, oh it's the comedy duo and they're fixing the house la-di-da they're doing magic but like he's a pretty n- normal character right like he's not a cartoon g- character at all really he's a very he's a, he's a quite frank portrayal of a like uh, a power hungry racist guy yeah what was I going to say else about him? Uh, I will instead vie for time by talking about something else, which is a bone to pick I have with Harry not knowing what zombies are. Yeah, uh, this is this is one of my favorite things in all media. Always, no one ever, no one can know. I mean, like in, in zombie movies, I guess I sort of get it. Sometimes it might be it might undercut things if everyone immediately knew what was going on but it is so funny that like a teenage boy has no idea what the fuck zombies are he's 16 here yeah he should he should be like hell yeah we should do that too dumbledore why don't we have cool zombies i it is maybe one of the biggest pet peeves i have with harry potter that this is a story about like tension between i mean it's like it's a story about 
like being racist against muggles and and muggle culture and and feeling like it's below them in, in some ways but our our like fish out of water story is so bizarre cuz it's like harry both doesn't have any any baggage or anything brought like with him to do with muggle culture he doesn't know what zombies are but he also has to have wizard culture explained to him yeah yeah he's 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 squarely in the middle with no real interest in either that's the part that makes it weird is that like you know we uh, there have been so many things written about how weird it is how Har- like how passive harry is about the wizard world like he you know he he's bored with classes in his first year um uh he he's he's not really surprised by magic very often but like he's not you know harry harry was 11 years old and he got like a million dollars dumped in his lap and like he was a poor muggle kid there is no scene in any of these books where he's like damn i can go buy a nintendo 64 now like i could i could buy a can i get a tv can i put a tv in my dorm dumbledore like he's 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 not interested in anything outside of school, and he's not really interested in anything in school either, and he doesn't really have that much of an identity of his own, really, like, culturally. No, it's really strange. He's like a void person. <laughs> he is like, he's emerged from, from, like, the void goo yeah. to be, like, imprinted upon, but it's so strange and really bothers me when something like this comes up and Dumbledore basically explains what zombies are to him and there are a couple responses that he could have one of which is like oh like zombies or he is so intent on not like bringing his like muggle upbringing with him that he knows that they're zombies, but he's not going to say it. Right. Right. Cause he's like, I'm going to feel dumb if I have to tell, tell Dumbledore about day of the dead. Right. right. Like, but yeah. this is a genuine, like, Oh, I'm learned. I, someone just told me what zombies are for the first time. So someone explained to him the entire concept of like undeath. Which is like, you know, be even beyond pop culture is like, that is a, that is one of the oldest, like, like nearly every folklore in the world has its own version of this, right? And Harry's just like, oh, huh, I've never thought of it like that. Like, damn, you can make dead bodies come to life? Like, oh, shit. He's, he, he's almost precious in that regard. Like, he just has no, he, he is, he is the dog tooth child. He's a complete blank slate. <laughs> it it's so strange. I also laughed out loud at the line that Dumbledore says where he says in fairy have not been seen for a long time. And in my head I'm just like, you mean since like the 60s? Cuz I assume that's when when the first war was, right? Y- yeah, the first wizarding war. No, it would have been earlier than 70? that. 70? No, 90s. <laughs> or 80s cuz yeah, cuz 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 Harry was born. Harry <laughs> I can't deal with this old wizard. Harry, we haven't seen Harry these was... in a long time. Not since the 80s. <laughs> yeah, like not, not since to, 16 years me, ago. You trying to tell me that there was a war between the government and an army of zombies of like people's dead loved ones. And there is no cultural impact on that whatsoever. That Harry is just hearing about <laughs> zombies for the first time. Yeah, like there's, yeah, there, the... The, the like there are like no harry has not picked over it, it is so fascinating because harry potter 
midway through like like midway through harry potter existing uh 9-11 and the london bombings happened right like mm-hmm. so harry potter itself is a like post-cultural trauma series <laughs> but there is no actual mention of like ch- like cultural trauma in the series itself which is surreal to read like that's such a weird combination to think of it's like oh the the meta text is very post-trauma the text itself not at all no one no one seems to mind no no one has mentioned harry has been i mean fuck this this is the same problem we're gonna get to book fucking seven out of seven when ron is like oh none of you have heard of the tales of beetle the bard the fucking like creation myth none of you have heard of adam and eve right right like 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 he's going to say that in book seven out of seven and like (laughs) that's gonna be fucking ridiculous but like yeah harry has existed in this world for for many years now he's going to school he's interacting with wizards like old and young every day and no one has ever let slip damn there were some fucking zombies like 15 years ago like Uh. (laughs) like there were there were zombies in harry potter's world in the same length of time ago that we were playing halo 2 like <laughs> that's fucking crazy right it's it's fine um i i just, it is it is like i can't believe that harry wouldn't be like damn zombies that's messed up uh like when when did that happen and then it's like 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 a 200 years ago when you say there was a zombie army attacking us you you mean like 500 years ago right a long time ago <laughs> yeah yeah if, if this was like dumbledore saying like ah not many people remember harry but there were zombies many many centuries ago and it's like okay i can buy that you're you know you're bringing this in in the 11th hour but that's a way to do it but he's like oh harry uh the you know the length of time of the last Franz Ferdinand album ago, there were zombies. <laughs> like what? Your the parents fuck? were fighting an army of zombies. <laughs> they were killed by Voldemort it's in the last crazy. Wizarding War. It's crazy. Also, do you think that she came up? Did do you did the Inferni manifest in the story because someone pointed out to her that Voldemort had twelve guys, and that's not really a war. I. I think she got access to our podcast in the past. <laughs> this is a time loop where we're we are sending information back to the past. Are they are the zombies introduced so that there can are they like the droids from the prequel series? Is that what the purpose they serve so that like we can have like cool fight scenes and not have any real people die? Mm, I wonder. I don't know. I don't how think much- we ever see a fight like that unless unless it's the Battle of Hogwarts. Is that an is that a zombie army? And I just like blocked that uh, out. So I, I know the end of this book, they definitely like Harry and Dumbledore fight a bunch of them. And then uh, are there Inferni at the Battle of Hogwarts? I honestly do not remember. Uh, but yeah, I, but yeah, that is that is a like, I mean, like, like, like that's the that's the like the role that zombies fill a lot of the time too, right? It's like, oh, I want to, I like, what what's my guilt, my guilt, and and I'm using big air quotes here, my my guilt and politics free first person shooter i just want to kill some zombie i just want to grill for god's sake right like like the zombies are the like the ultimate just like 
I don't know, here's a fucking army to shoot to mow down, right? Right. Like, uh, that's a really interesting point. I had not considered that here. Because, again, I just don't remember... I don't remember how prominently the the inferni or what's it inferni and furry like, like I don't the know. furries the furry army harry right. dumbledore had an ar- voldemort had an army of furries uh um the inferi are like not um they're not they're certainly not an image that has lingered in like the con- like the fan consciousness are they no one no one's like making cool in infer- like they they didn't make a Left for Dead Harry Potter knockoff when the seventh movie came out where you're just mowing down Inferni, right? They're not No. No one no one talks no one posts about damn, it was cool when there were zombies in Harry Potter. Like no, they're 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 just kind of like a discarded element, really. Uh it, it sure seems like it. I mean, there there are some in the cave. I think you're right. That that is I, I kind of remember that. Um but I remember the the poison drink more than more than the right. like whatever obstacle that's in there. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be really very curious to see how how much of a role they play. Because I again, like I just there are so many concepts and like creatures and like designs for things that are just like you know like the Death Eater masks. People fucking love the Death Eater masks. People they sure love. Do. Yeah, maybe a little too much, but people fucking love the Dark Mark. People love... There's a lot of, like, cool, spooky stuff from Harry Potter that people remember and love, and I just... I don't think I've ever seen anyone in my life mention the zombies from 6 and 7, so I'd, I'd be curious to see... I guess that's what happens when you mention that there are zombies and then don't bring them up ever again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, the... Yeah, just... just, just uh, Yeah. I I'm I'm I don't know I I I I I I'll be very curious to see how how prominent and how effective they are in this story. I just wish Harry was more of a character. I know that he's doing better this time around, mm-hmm. but it really bothers me. That he's like, damn, zombies. Did my dad have to fight zombies? Did you know anyone that got turned into a zombie? Did my dad get turned into a zombie? But like fucking nothing. Yeah, he's just, he's like, just like, huh? That's fucked up. <laughs> Dumbledore, Dumbledore just tells him stuff, and Harry just, Harry's just like, well, I guess that's how it is on this bitch of an earth. Like he just never, he just internalizes everything and never, he has no pushback. He just accepts it, anything you tell him. It makes his, um, his moments really surprising like yeah like again it it casts it in contrast and then it's like all of a sudden he has another rambo speech at the end here oh yeah i i kind of like Mm -hmm. but uh, i don't like it what i like ish very very lukewarm about this is um it it kind of reverse justifies Dumbledore's um, personality change in this yes, book to me. Yes, totally. The, the like the idea that that he like planned this and he purposefully presented himself differently to Harry when he was like a small child, and now that now that he knows and is and is ready to to be the like weapon that Dumbledore wants him to be, he's like able to just be like completely mask off. And the fa- and like Harry giving this speech is just what Dumbledore wanted to hear. Yes, yes, is that- like pretty cool. 
Yeah, Dumbledore's response to Harry here. Yeah, so let, let's talk about this. So, so that we we leave we leave Slughorn's house. Slughorn agrees. Blah blah. He's going to be the defense against the dark arts teacher. Who can say? Mm. Uh, and then um, uh, they they arrive at the burrow. There's more spider imagery here because they they like go into like this broom cupboard outhouse thing. Um, and I almost wish like if if Harry had not already pictured uh uh uh, Ver- uh nearly varus again um uh slughorn as a spider already this this scene where like it keeps mentioning that like spiders are crawling all over dumbledore like that's a cool little i don't know that's a cool visual metaphor right like harry that's harry spooky yeah it's spooky but like like harry harry is primed to be on the lookout for Slughorn treating him this way, but uh, but not Dumbledore. But it's like you know, but it's right in front of his face. There's spiders on Dumbledore's hat. Blah blah blah. Um, this speech that he gives, I think, is pretty good. Except it's up until the part where he's like, "And if I'm going down, I'm gonna take as many as, as I can with me." Like that's just a little. Hmm, I don't know. That's a little much. Maybe a little on the nose here. It's very goofy. It's, it's very stupid and it's very corny, but I feel like it's worth it for Dumbledore's response, which is spoken both like your mother and father's son and Sirius's true godson. And I think that mm. is one of the creepiest lines mm-hmm. so far in these books. Yeah, yeah, I know. Dumbledore's reaction is great. I uh yeah, He's a I'm, scary guy. I'm I'm here for scary Dumbledore. I'm here for light Yagami Dumbledore. Uh that that is who he is now. I'm 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 into that for sure, but, but just like Harry, Harry, Harry has like <laughs> Harry has punched Death Eater in his bio. It's it's, it's kind of like the vibe <laughs> I get here. He's just like being intensely corny here, right? Like he's oh yeah, he's which again he is sixteen, so I I, I you know maybe that's maybe that's the, the I point. mean God God knows the shit I said when I was sixteen. Oh, Don't yeah. I'm glad that my MySpace is gone. I can't I can't even imagine. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, 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 I, yeah, I'm kind of flipping back and forth on that. I think it is worth it for that reaction from Dumbledore, and I think for as frustrating as it is, how this book is so far refusing to play the long game with Slughorn, I do feel like it. God, we're gonna sound like such fools, but when we get to the end of this book and none of this stuff pays oh, off. Yeah. But oh, like, yeah. but like in my imagined version of this book, where 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 like this is the this is the true tragic Dumbledore reveal, you know, Harry being betrayed by Dumbledore and not realizing it or, you know, being manipulated by Dumbledore and not realizing it. It is it is it is laying down those those tracks in a really fascinating way, I think. How on earth are we going to go from this, which to me is so very clearly setting up evil Dumbledore to the corny like wands up Dumbledore has perished are our fearless leader is gone like sad music ending. I can't I can't <sighs> even follow how it could get there. Yeah. Do you know what I want? Mm. I want instead of flashbacks to flesh out Voldemort's sad backstory, I would rather it just have um different POV Voldemort what is he doing right now chapters and have him be as um like him to have the same kind of makeover that Dumbledore has had in this book. Hmm. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. 
I think that would work really well. I mean, like we do, is this a movie invention in my brain or, we, or do we not get some more, uh, Narcissa and Snape and, and other people hanging out in Voldemort's foyer? Oh, no idea. At his big table. Like, like he gets to vamp at them a little bit. I think we might get something similar to that. But that I also I could entirely just be the movie creeping into my brain, like I because I vividly remember the imagery from the movie version of that, which is them all hanging out around his big table a bunch. Mm, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe that happens in the book. I, I I'm I'm excited the to Voldemort see the Voldemort War Room. <laughs> right? Yeah we we had the we had the uh, we had the the uh, Dumbledore's War Room, and now we're going to get the other War Room. I think that who who's going to raise their hands and be like, hey, maybe we should do that zombie army thing again. <laughs> Yeah, who gets like Lucius? Like, oh, you know, Lucius. He, he, I, I fucked up at the at the ministry. I'm, I'm definitely, and you know, I'm, 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 I'm trapped in Azkaban, and I can't. If I could just send an owl to Voldemort that said, "Hey, remember when you used fucking zombies like 15 years ago?" Yeah, yeah, but Lucius sends that owl, and then he gets one back. He's sitting in Azkaban, and all it says, it's in Voldemort's handwriting, and it just says, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing twice and expecting <laughs> different results. <laughs> Voldemort's just like, n- not doing it this time. No, nah, zombies are lame now. <laughs> so, the uh, zombie thing is really over. Lucius, I'm sorry, the zombie thing is over. <laughs> now it's all about releasing a poison gas cloud above the city. Yeah, I, uh, I would, yeah, I'd be really fascinated to see where, and, and to be clear here, no one owned me, because I know that, the, like, the entirety of this book is about Voldemort, but I mean present Voldemort, present, the present day of the story Voldemort, I would like to know more about. I do not give a shit about Tom, Timothy I Riddle. I do not, I do not, I do not care about Timothy Riddle's mom. Do not, at do, all. do not give one iota of a shit about Timothy Riddle and his sad orphanage upbringing. It's like, oh, his dad was mean to him. That's a real... That's a real bummer. Sorry, Timothy. Yeah. Well, is there anything else in this chapter you want to discuss? Or should we take a little break here? Uh, I'm very sad to say that um, I don't have a most highlighted line in this chapter. Oh, I guess they didn't really? like it very much. Nope. They didn't, mm. No. Not a whole lot of highlighting going on. Not even the knitting patterns joke? I thought that was kind of no, cute. No, I know. I have one more thing I want to talk about. Absolutely. I think it's stupid that Dumbledore just comes out and is like, it's, you don't have to worry about Occlumency anymore. Uh, Voldemort's <laughs> over that. Uh, that was the conflict for the last book. We're not going to talk about that anymore. I think that's stupid. <laughs> that reminds me so much of like, y- you ever play a, a game, like a sequel to a game where like the first one was like well received, but had like one or two things that like pretty much everyone universally hated. This is mm-hmm. This is the part... This is the part in in Mass Effect 2 where you like start shooting your gun and you have to reload it and and you're like, "Wait, I I didn't have to like you this used to have cooldown mechanics or whatever." And someone's just like, "Yeah, but it was lame." Like it was it was lame that you had to like like wait for your gun to cool down. So now you just reload it. It's ceramic bullets now. Lord Voldemort has finally realized the dangerous access to his thoughts and feelings you have been enjoying. It appears that he is now employing occlumency against you. <laughs> Oh, that don't, clears that up. Can't, yeah, don't need to worry about that anymore. We're done. No more. No more of that. All good. There's, there's maybe a little bit of, of a, um, I don't know. It, it, like, is it a tacit admission that, like, uh, on the author's part, that like 
similar to like maybe the time turn you know because she smashed the time turners in, in the last book and stuff like that's a big loose end to leave open like damn voldemort can just fucking read your mind like at any time i guess i just don't know why why not have them break the connection when voldemort is trying to possess harry at the yeah, end yeah yeah and just have it be that be it and wrap it up in the last book yeah no i i i, I think it should be I, it probably should go and it should be lampshaded but the idea of just like Oh well, he doesn't. He doesn't want to do it either. <laughs> okay, sure. He, just, he decided that's not the plan anymore. He's working on his zombie army. He's he's thinking. Oh, what if it was that? What if it was like Harry? Uh, he's just really busy thinking about zombies. He's he's thinking. <laughs> he's he has to devote his big brain to figuring out his zombie plan, and he just can't be bothered to to break into your mind anymore. Harry knows the prophecy now which is all Voldemort cared about like two months ago. <laughs> and he breaks into his mind. Oh my God. You're so, I had not even thought of that. Cause but he's, this, just, he's just, oh, he's just over it now. Cause he this, doesn't want to. This brings up the prophecy and how important it is to keep that secret. Even that's like the they're crux literally of fucking talking about it. They're, yeah. they're saying it out loud to each other. They're talking about it right at the same time, in the same conversation, Rod Dumbledore is like, yeah, but Voldemort's not really interested in what your brain has to say anymore. <laughs> what the Voldemort's fuck? Voldemort's the biggest idiot in the world. Voldemort is so stupid. He has to be. He's so... Ah, <laughs> oh, he's very, very... Oh, that was the other thing, too. There's, there's that line where Slughorn is like, it's true, like, like Voldemort never never sought a direct fight with, with, uh, with Dumbledore, and I'm just thinking, like, yeah, except for like six weeks ago, like they they fucking yeah. threw they threw down six weeks ago. But oh, sure, okay, yeah, <laughs> it was a good chapter. I, I I I enjoyed this chapter. There's some weird bumps in the road, and I like I said, there's there's some looming stuff on the horizon. But I I thought this was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Definitely, it was a fun read. Yeah. All right. Well. I think it's high time for us to take a little break and steal ourselves for some very spooky third segment content. What do you say? Ooh, sounds good to me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, we are almost there. It's nearly the hallowed day. The Halloween, if you will. Mm. Uh, are things getting spookier over there, Liz? Mm, probably probably staying at about the same level. Level of me like medium, medium spooky? Yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. That's a good level to be at, I think. We're very lucky. Did you know that we will be recording on Halloween next week? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, wow. we're going to be our our last excuse me, our last episode of the month is going to be recorded on Halloween. So that's that's going to be that's going to have some sort of energy for sure. Absolutely. Um so I feel like it might be important since we we will be recording on such a uh, uh contentious and and uh, uh, uh spooky day that we might want to siphon off some of that dark energy and and maybe channel some darkness today. That's a good idea. Um 
Uh, cause you know, cause an overload of that would just, you know, the podcast would, would fall into a black hole. It'd be like event horizon. It'd be very terrifying. Yep. Um, so I braved the depths of fanfiction.net. Ah, that's so exciting. And I have discovered a genre of Harry Potter fanfic that I think you might enjoy. Mm. Uh, these are the search results for Harry Potter and Nightmare Before Christmas crossovers. Wonderful. Wonderful. I am imagining the Marilyn Manson cover of This is Halloween. It is playing in my head right right as we speak. Good. I will I, I will definitely be editing that in here for sure. Maybe one of the laziest covers of all time. <laughs> it's really, certainly loud. Really phoned it in, I feel. <laughs> we have a surprising amount of options here. Um, I kind of want to just go down the li- I I have uh, I have I have screened a few of these, but I think we can honestly th- these are all mostly rated uh, uh, T at the highest. Um, so we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna stumble in anything too uh, problematic. Fingers crossed. I mean, those um, things don't have much to do with each other, but I'm I'm with you. Mm, <laughs> yeah uh but the the descriptions and titles alone are just fucking incredible so how about i read through the titles shout if you hear a description of, like one that you hear like oh i want to hear the description of that one for sure uh and then we can dive into a couple of them what do you say absolutely that sounds great so the top result here uh i would just like to point out is a 13,000-word fanfiction with eight chapters called Harry's Nightmare Before Christmas. This one is rated K-12. The next one below that is called The Nightmare Before Hogwarts. Mm. And we have The Prince of Halloween. We have Skellington's Son... This one is a very short description, so I'll just read. Uh, Harry tells the story of how he became Jack Skellington's adopted son. What? I feel like we might have to read that I one. I want to know how that, that happens. Shall we just shall we dive in? Skellington's yeah. son? I, I'm kind of okay. at a disadvantage here because I've watched um, Nightmare Before Christmas once ever. A long, <laughs> long time ago. So I, I might be a little out of my depth with the lore. <laughs> I I must admit I really like Nightmare Before Christmas, so I I'll probably be able to fill in any gaps. Great, uh, any gaps if you need if you need them. Hello, I'm Harry Skellington. I'm the son of Jack and Sally Skellington. Well, adopted son anyway. This is how it all happened. At least that's what my parents say. I suddenly appeared at the town of Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. All the people could hear was crying from the town square. As the mayor approached me, he suddenly started screaming and calling for Jack. As soon as Jack heard the scream, he was running down the stairs. Sally followed close behind. Who in who, the town? Who is the? I need to know who the characters are other than Jack Skellington. Okay, so Jack Skellington is Jack Skellington. Yep. You, you know him. You I love know. him. Yep. Uh, Sally is the pretty, pretty like Frankenstein lady. Okay. Uh, she's she. You've definitely seen Sally before. Um, the mayor is like a big triangle and his head, he, he's got two faces and like one of them is happy and one of them is scared oh. and he like flips between them, uh, as he's talking. Uh, that 
They, oh, I think, okay. So those are the only characters we've been introduced to so far. In the town square, everyone was frantically running around a skeleton child. What is going on here? Jack asked the people. Then he heard the baby's cry. What is a he skeleton over... child? Skeleton, Harry the skeleton child. I didn't know he was going to be a skeleton child. In yeah, this. me either. He walked over and saw the baby skeleton. He picked up the baby and it stopped crying. As the baby saw Jack's face, he reached up to touch, as if to touch Jack's nose. At this, everyone cooed. Why, hello, little one, who are you? Jack said. My name Harry, the little baby said. Oh, no! The baby can talk! Uh, The baby can talk. I guess baby skeletons learn to talk much earlier than human babies. Yeah. My name Harry, the little baby said. Why, hello, (laughs) Harry, how old are you? Jack said to Harry. I'm two. Hang on. Wait a second. Hold on. Wait a second. A bi- babies are not two years old. That is a toddler. This is. I'm. I'm throwing up. I'm throwing a flag on this one. Hold yeah, on a second. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, uh, Jack said to Harry, "I'm two, Said Harry, "This is only the beginning of the story, but once in a blue moon, will the rest of the tale be told?" Oh, there's more. Oh, there's 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 one more chapter. This Wait, is a that's... short one. Oh, okay. Short that's and sweet. It. I love that. But there is another chapter. Okay, so the blue moon has come, and it is time to tell the story. Jack said that they brought me back to the house to ask me what happened. I said that my relatives had dumped me at the side of the road. Sally suddenly ran and hugged me. Jack went upstairs and found me a small suit, just like his. This should work well <laughs> enough. Fuck yes, he's got a little a baby skeleton suit. <laughs> Then he changed me into the tiny suit. Hello, would you like us to be your parents? <laughs> I would like that very much. Thank you, miss. I said in a childlike tone. So they say. From that day on, I was the son of Jack and Sally Skellington. I slowly started to grow up, and then my 11th birthday came. Dad and Mom had gotten a strange letter in the mail. It was for a school called Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. I couldn't help it i started to laugh most would have been shocked but i had known about magic since i was seven because of the witches and the the, wait this is this is implying some lore about harry that i uh, there's some retcons here that i'd be fascinated to know more about i think it's saying no i think i think that this is harry but he's a skeleton and he knows about witches right because he lived in halloween because he lived in Halloween halloween is it halloween town it is Halloween Town. Is it the same as the Disney Channel original movie Halloween Town? No, I d- maybe I don't think I've seen that. Maybe they're in the same because I mean Disney owns the. Maybe it's set in the same thing. That's I, a I great don't know. one. You should watch that that film. Ooh, Halloween Town. Well, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll add that to my my mental list. But you're right. It is because there are witches in the village of Halloween. Uh, father, can I go, pr- go please? I asked Jack. He just nodded and went to find a skelebird to send them a reply. Hmm. Beautiful story. I love that. So we find out, we found out how he became Jack Skellington's son. Yeah, it's kind of like an alternate history for Harry. Yeah, I liked it. And, and I love that Jack Skellington had a small Harry Potter sized suit for him to wear. Uh, so he could become his son and wear the same clothes as him. I like to think about how this would change Harry's story. I assume everything else is the same, right? Like, it but- sounds like it, which is very confusing. Because, because, could you imagine? Like, we were talking about how Harry is like trapped between not caring about Muggle culture and not caring about Wizard culture. In this one, 
it seems like he has been aware for a long time that magic is real, but a completely different kind. So like he'd go to the, he'd go to Hogwarts and he'd be like a skeleton boy. And right, everyone would well, be yeah, like, Andy, Andy's raised by skeletons. So he has like <laughs> skeleton culture mixed in as well. <laughs> uh, so everyone's going to go, Oh no, he's a, he's a zombie. Uh, those are, those were a big deal 15 years ago. And Harry says, no, no, I'm a different, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jack Skellington zombie. Very different. <laughs> that's that's intriguing. Are are Lily and James skele- skeleton skeleton people too? Well, it sounds like they, I mean they still died. It sounds like, or they dumped him on the side of the road. Uh, they just didn't want him. I just I'm so. just assuming that the story is is all the same except for Harry's a skeleton, and Hagrid brought him to Halloween Hagrid Town brought him instead of the Dursleys. I see. Though I was wondering if, like, maybe everything happened as normal, um, but like Vernon Dursley like took one look at Harry and was like, "Nope, we I'm need not, to take I'm this." I'm not ba- raising a skeleton. I'm not raising a skeleton baby. And they, <laughs> Vernon is, Dursley, is went a to skeleton Halloween. woman. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Cause, yeah, or she's at least aware. She's like, I know where we can take this child. <laughs> I know, I know a place we can take them. I'm aware. I've been hiding this from you for our whole marriage, Vernon, but I, I know where Jack Skellington lives. <laughs> I hope their marriage can recover from, from that kind of uh, reveal. Yeah. Oh, we've got uh, the Prince of Halloween. We've got wait uh when a what happens when a six-year-old harry potter finds his way to halloween town raised by jack and said hmm this i'm sensing a theme here (laughs) harry potter skellington will confuse and terrify the wizarding world wait this is going to be this is this will answer our questions i need to know yeah this will answer our question he'll confuse and terrify the wizarding world while he tries to learn and bout and survive this world he once knew Maybe a few friends along the way will help. And then in all caps, being rewritten. Sorry. What's wrong with that? Sorry for what? Potter, Harry, Minerva McGonagall called out. Most everyone stood up in anticipation, trying to see the famed savior earlier than others in the crowd. Dumbledore was just anxious, knowing the boy was actually at Hogwarts. He was unable to find the envelope with Harry's address on it, but they still got a letter accepting his place in the school. Dumbledore had tried sending an owl to try and meet him to see where he was at, but the owl couldn't find the boy. Five years. The boy had been missing for five years. He couldn't find him, no matter how much magic he used. Some not actually legal. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Shit. Dumbledore was using, like, the Imperius curse or something to find Damn. out where Harry Yeah. Nothing worked, and he had resigned himself to waiting until the school year to find out if the boy was even alive. Luckily, nobody else knew besides Arabella, but she was a squib that didn't interact, interact with the Wizarding World. Who? That's Mrs. Fig, oh. I think. Okay. Is Arabella Fig? Major character. Yeah. Uh-huh. He could finally figure out with... He could finally figure out with the boy he lived and get back to his family. He was worried about who had raised Harry for the last few years, but was confident he could work it all out in his favor. While the headmaster watched and plotted, the others were holding their breath, watching intensely. Some in anger and annoyance, other in reverence. Finally, a boy with dark hair and bright emerald eyes stepped forward, and many people quickly realized something was off. He's a skeleton! He's a fucking skeleton! (laughs) 
Most first years were either timid or arrogant when they first stepped up to the hat. A few were excited, but they were still nervous. The young boy had a wide smile on him, just short of being too wide. He was walking calmly, not at <laughs> all concerned so scary. about the attention he was getting. Those close to him could see weird black lines around his neck, hands, and parts of his face. <laughs> it looked oddly like stitching on a garment, but they didn't seem to be real. Under his robe, he was wearing a black and white suit and a bow tie that it's looked like Slender a bat. Man. Oh. It's Slender Man! It's Slender Man! He's Slender Man. The whole <laughs> hall seemed to dim as a cold wind that smelled like autumn blew through. It seemed to carry a very quiet and eerie melody with it. <laughs> this is Halloween. This is, it's, he's, got, he's playing the fucking Marilyn Manson cover on his phone as he walks up. <laughs> I hate when people do that. But, the professors looked around, confused, wondering how that was even possible. Everyone was snapped back to the sorting hat, began laughing out loud. Oh my, that is a new one for me, the hat muttered out loud, shocking everyone, <laughs> since it usually only talked inside person's head until it sorted them. Harry Potter began laugh laughing as well, low and haunting. He is Slenderman! This He's is so scary. Man, it's so it's so scary. Many people felt a shiver run down their spines. Many people are saying this, that they felt a shiver running down their <laughs> I'm spines. I'm many people. Though none of the living had taken notice, all the ghosts in the castle had gathered near the back of the Great Hall, watching this particular sorting with intensity. Many of them had never met Harry Potter before, but they knew who he was outside of the wizarding world. Oh, I love this even lore. I love the even lore that the ghosts are in with the skeletons. They're in on it. Even outside of this world altogether, they were intrigued with the young child they once knew only through stories of the other ghosts. They all watched in anticipation. Obviously, how could they not want to see what happened to the Prince of Halloween? Is is Jack Skellington the king of Halloween? Yes. Okay. I think that's even I think that is even this arc he's the he's the pumpkin king. Yeah. Yep. Just okay. had to just had to run through the lyrics in my head real quick. Yes, sure, he's the yeah. pumpkin king. We have to go to chapter two. I have to know We've, what house he gets we, sorted into. All right. So, oh, this one. Okay, this has an author's note. Here's the next chapter. I just want to clarify: this is after the movie. Obviously, I'm going to be making a storyline with the Nightmare Before Christmas characters. There will probably be other developments that didn't happen in the original story. One part I'm using is from the video game: is that Jack and other holiday leaders are now aware of each other and live in relative peace yes. with some contact. Yes, I That's love true. video I game lore. I forgot there was a Nightmare Before Christmas video game. It's like a hack and slash. Wonderful. They made like a fuck yeah. They made like a Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance style like hack and slash game with Jack Skellington. I forgot about this. Um, all rights go to J.K. Rowling, of course, and the creators of Night Before Christmas. I own nothing but the plot line. I think I'm not sure. Just don't sue me, haha. <laughs> okay, here's the next chapter. Oh no, it's a flashback. I want to no! know what happens. Skip, skip the flashback. Skip this. Yeah. Uh, we don't want any flashback bullshit. We, we know that. Can we do that when we read Half Blood Prince? <laughs> <Can> we <laughs> skip this skip chapter. Can we skip this one? Uh, oh, this is oh okay. There's a third chapter. That's where it ends. But I'm hoping that has no. All right, I'm really sorry about this. I'm rewriting Prince of Halloween. I mean, there's Fuck. only two chapters, but I don't like how I started. I love how you started the story. What's it the made problem? It much harder What's the problem? What about the Tell eerie us music and the autumn yeah. smell as he walked up to get the sorted? Are, 
uh, ghosts are in on it. There's new That's, lore. It has everything. There's going to be video game lore. Fuck. Okay. Well, we need to find another one. I'm so I hope that I hope that this person collects themselves and and returns to this tale cuz I found that fascinating. This is the real heartbreak of reading fanfic. Yeah. Uh, so there was this one, there was this one, the Harry's Night Before Christmas. This is the long one. Harry took a walk near the forbidden forest where he came across a circle of trees. On each of the trunks were carving of a holiday. <laughs> I love the carvings <laughs> of holidays. What are, what are some, some other good ones? Like some different holiday towns you could go to. Uh, well, there's Christmas Town. That's Arbor in the Day movie. has a little bit of irony being carved oh, in a tree. Tr- Oh, there's a tree in the tree. You hurt the tree to yeah. Irony Town. Um, is there is there a, a a dark arts month tree? I guess that would be Halloween. Is there? Uh, I think I think maybe in the movie there's like an Easter tree with like an egg on it. You can go there, get some candy. That sounds pretty good. Sure. Uh. While looking at the carvings, curiosity got the better of him, and he soon found himself in Halloween Town. Now he, along with the Pumpkin King, have to work together to stop Oogie Boogie from destroying the holidays altogether. Can they stop him? Okay, so this was this is normal Harry Potter teaming up with Jack Skellington, not being his son. I'm assuming. That's too bad. I really, I really <laughs> like that as a genre. Uh, there's another one here. Uh. In this adaptation, Harry is no longer the boy who lives. He's now the boy who dies and goes to the underworld. <laughs> At 11, it just kind of sucks to die on your birthday, but that is what happens. He can't. He finally finds parents who love... Okay, so this is another one. He's adopted by skeleton, uh, by the Skellingtons. They just happen to be a Skellington and someone who's sewn together. Can't be worse than what he's already had, right? Lots of OOC. Can we can we hang can we handle OOC here? Uh I suppose. I don't know. I'm I'm I, I think I need to if really it's justified, then mm. yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's this other one here. Uh Jack Skellington and Ragdoll Sally have been looking for a dead child to adopt since the dead can't reproduce. Come along a little boy named Harry into their unlife with him along with the magical world. How does the wizarding world deal with Harry Skellington? Why does Harry get adopted by the Skellingtons so often? This is a genre that I'm a big fan of uh, that I was <laughs> I only discovered this morning, but I'm I'm just blown away that there are so many of these. This one this one hopefully answers Oh my god, this one has 31 chapters. An epic uh, tale. This ah uh, mm, you said it. God damn it. You said it. You said it. Uh updated my journal. Updated my journal. Updated my journal. Updated my journal. <laughs> she said it. It's it's different. Okay, you did I, say a it different context. appropriately. Yes. Yes, you did say it in the not colloquial term. It was not, it was not irony poisoning. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I take that back. I'm sorry. I did not mean, I did not mean to. And you can update your journal because that's like, it's different, you know? Yeah. Oh, I've learned. It's like an addendum. (laughs) I've learned the difference between the two ways to say epic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one is 45,000 words, 31 chapters. Uh, This one is 
adventure, and then also hurt comfort. Hmm. Now, there's one other enticing detail here. This does mention that Severus Snape is in this. Oh, fuck. So we need to find, I'm going, I'm rolling up my sleeves. We are going to find where is Snape in this hurt comfort Harry Skellington fic. (laughs) Wait, wait, I think I see, I think, mm, I think I see him. Oh, Oh, but this is early. Ooh, this is early in the story. Well, yeah, probably because he's part of the living world that right. Harry's about to leave. Okay, I'm going to make a note. I'm going to remember these in chapter two, but I really want to know. Uh, I want him to interact with Harry. Oh, hmm. <clears throat> nope. Okay, I, I have some incredible news for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Severus Snape seems to be the main character, at least in this early going. Why? <laughs> Uh, and here he is, uh, interacting with one Harry Potter and Mr. Jack Skellington. Perfect. Harry stared at the quiet, nameless man as he glared at the decorations in the room. The adults were having a discussion about this new school, a boarding school that he will have to attend for the next nine months, including Halloween. Oh, cause he's, oh, he's, he's got, he's got duties on Halloween. He can't, he can't go to school on Halloween. That's when his parents die. Again, no one remembers that Halloween is <laughs> when his parents die. Uh, when they realized that he would not be there for his own birthday, and they would also not be there for Halloween, the discussion became even longer. But though the elderly wizard named Albus the Headmaster says a lot, the nameless man said nothing, so Harry stared at him and stared and stared. Severus was fighting from twitching. The boy had been staring without blinking for an hour now. He had been used to the staring. He's staring at him for a long ass time. Uh, Children stared at him all the time when he thought they didn't notice before turning and gossiping about how he must be a vampire again and like. True, Severus must be a vampire. (laughs) I, I agree. But it was the not blinking part that unnerved Snape. He finally grumbled something and turned his best glower at the boy. He gasped and ducked into ducked his head severus hit a smug smile that's more like it but not even a minute and the boy was staring again severus twitched and this took albus's notice snape is twitching a lot uh yeah is he all right yeah is he okay does he need to see someone he looked at severus who was sweating and barely twitching (laughs) what the oh he's doing oh this is okay i know it's this is anime this is oh okay this is some uh, this is some uh, uh, anime description stuff. I get it. I see what's going on here. Uh, as his pale lips pe- pressed tight together, Jack noticed the other boy, uh, the other wizard, behaving strangely when he noticed Harry staring at the man with something akin to awe. Jack said, "Harry, why are you staring at the wizard?" Harry honestly complimented the man. He's scary. Severus was about to explode when he. From what he perceived as a direct insult. (laughs) Oh, just some misunderstandings. Albus's Snape temper sirens came alive and he tried to redirect the attention. When Jack laughed at his son, I see, he turned to the barely contained angry man and grinned. It seemed my son has taken a shine on you, Mr. Nameless Wizard. Albus imagined. Turn a phrase. (laughs) 
I know the phrase taking a shine to you, but I honestly had to like I I had to in my brain recognize that the that it was uh taken a shine to you because I it nearly looked like it seemed my son is taking a shit on you, Mr. Nameless Wizard. <laughs> Albus imagines Severus something like a live volcano sometimes. This is an interesting portrayal of Snape. Uh, it's anime Snape. Anime Snape is very angry. Uh, just waiting for someone to drop an item to make him explode and decimate everything in his wake. What kind of item? <laughs> yeah, what kind of item do we have to drop? For <laughs> What does Snape drop? What's his table? <laughs> Do we have to roll on it? What's what's uh, what, what are we looking at here? Um, but for the first time, that volcano ready to spew its lava out seemed to freeze and take a deep breath. Severus glitter Severus's glittering black eyes turned to the skeleton king. What? Jack frowned. <laughs> <laughs> My son Harry, he likes you. Harry, I'm squeaks- really I'm really picturing a. Like a cartoon volcano with glittering black eyes and and probably Snape's hair. <laughs> That's cursed. Oh, An- it's like anime that anime volcano. Yeah, anime volcano. He's he's bursting. He's ready to pop. Uh, Severus blinked. Severus. Jack blinked back. What? Severus cleared his throat. <laughs> it's Severus Snape. Then he quickly added, "And you must have mistaken, sir. The boy is scared. He said so." Harry peeked up over the table where he had hidden beneath to hide his embarrassment. Am not. You are just scary. Snape scowled and sneered. That's what it means to be scared. Harry finally blinked at him and straightened back on his chair. His Him staring resumed and Severus fidgeted in his chair, feeling out of his water. I hate it when I'm feeling out of my water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry tilted his head. Uh... Harry titled his head. Tilted. Okay. No, Harry tilted his head. Sorry. I'm, yeah. Got it. Uh, (laughs) I'm having to to deal with the spelling in real time here. I knew, I know about being scared, but father, he turned to Jack with confusion written all over his face. Jack took pity. Harry, to humans, being scary is not a compliment most of the time. Harry turned to Severus, eyes impossibly wide. Oh, I am so sorry, sir. Here being scary is good, and if you can scare anyone here, it only means you are great. Uh, here, his smile uh, he smiled adoringly at his father. No one can beat my father in being scary. He turned back to Severus. I have never seen a wizard before. Well, there are witches here, but seldom a wizard. Not even in passing. Are all wizards as scary as you, sir? Hmm. I guess Harry is really OOC. This is very OOC. Uh, let's take a look at what else we got here. That one was fascinating, though. A lot of Snape content there. Harry Potter of the Town of Halloween. Harry Potter's first memory was of an evil laugh in the color green. Mm-hmm. Who do we know who has evil laugh in his green? Why, it's Oogie Boogie Man. A series of drabbles. Oh, okay. This is drabbles of him in is Halloween. That drabble- is, are those drabbles about the villain of Nightmare Before Christmas being Voldemort? Let's find out. This is my first time writing a Drabble. I attempted to write a story before, but I had a hard time writing it. I couldn't think of a way to write myself into Naruto. I might retry it someday. Anyway, this story will be Harry Potter and the Nightmare Before Christmas crossed over with other things lightly mixed in, including Coraline, Paranorman, Scary Godmother, and other things if it fancies my muse. Wow. Uh, There are some chapter titles here. Out of Place, Harry, Gardening, Bugs green tinted people hair 
Pain, Three-Headed, Pets, Not Holly, Return of the Jack and D-Box, and then Chapter 14, How It All Started. Hmm. We've also got, let's see, there's so many adoption ones. What if Sally had a vision before the Halloween of 81 and decided to change what she could? What would happen? Oh, shit. Sally interfering. Uh, How many of these are there? There are a lot of these. Great. Uh, Harry Potter World Meet the World of Nightmare Before Christmas. Follow your favorite HP character through the wonderful world of Nightmare Before Christmas. There will be Slash uh, in this one. Hmm. Great. Uh we have Harry falls into the creepy world the night before Christmas chaos and hilarity and suit. Don't kill me if you don't find it funny. Uh, this has, wait, this has lock X shock. What does that mean? I'm assuming Lockhart, but who's shock? I have no idea. Lock what and that shock. Mean. Harry X Ginny, Ron X Hermione, Jack X Sally. Is that Sherlock? Lockhart and Sherlock? <laughs> Doubt it. Everyone knows what happened when Sirius fell through the veil. What if something different happened to Harry? Harry ends up in Halloween Town where he meets Jack Skellington. There are so many of these that are this premise. I love this. It's amazing. Okay, we've got, we got, let's, let's do one more. What do we got? What, 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 what are we feeling here? We've got the no Hogwarts or Harry. That has a lot of OC though. Um, mm -hmm. We have when Jack finds out who he really is. What does that mean? When Jack find out who he really is. I want to oh, find this, out who he really is. I want to find out. This is a this is a good little short story. I think this will uh this will this will do us here. Jack long ago was named Harry James Potter, but a tragic what? death. What? That's a new one. You can't just you can't just drop that on us. That's that's so much lore. Jack long ago was named Harry James Potter, but a tragic death caused him to lose everything he had in the mortal world, and he wasn't a normal person, but he was a wizard and he did not have a normal life. Harry was with his friends Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley. Harry saw a vision of his godfather being attacked by a snake. He went to go save him. He went without his friends. Death Eaters attacked, and right there, he died, and all he remembered <laughs> from the night he died was a green light and an evil, cruel laugh. He found himself in a place called Halloween Town. He knows his parents died on Halloween, but he did too. Someone remembered that Harry's parents died on Halloween. <laughs> it's true. This person did, and they made the connection, and that is where Jack Skellington came from. Because Jack Skellington has no origin story. So, I like that one. That one's really, that one really brought it together, I think. That's great. What a beautiful fucking genre. I'll, I will send you the link to this because there is a lot. There's just so, so much here. Oh, I just scrolled to the very bottom. Jack and Sally have dated a year, but dangers are awake in Halloween Town. This will test Sally and Jack's relationship. Each holiday will bring a horror to them. Rated T for sexual content and a few naughty words. Mm. I, I guess it's if it's sexual content, but it's only rated T. I mean, that must mean I'm going like, well, I wish we could fuck, but we were skeleton. We're skeletons, so oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a proposal for. Wait, I have a proposal for a fanfic crossover. Hmm. What if Jack Skellington and Sally are like, damn, we're skeletons. We can't. We can't do the fuck. Mm hmm. But then a mysterious wizard boy falls through a hole. 
or whatever uh, uh-huh. and is like, hey, have you ever heard about Dementors? Maybe mm. they can maybe they can teach you a thing or two. And right. so they they go on an adventure to find a Dementor to teach them how to do it. Well, it sounds like, you know what they say, it's like if you don't find the fiction that you want to read, <laughs> you should write it yourself. Well, great. I've signed myself up for a horrible task here. This is incredible. Uh, I could I could read these all day, but we should probably wrap it up. What do you say? I suppose so. Yeah. Hate to do it, but you got to end it sometime. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast. We have so much good, good content for you there. Uh, we've been talking about the ring theory. We've been talking about the best books of all time. We've been talking about looking for Alaska. Those things are not related. Uh, we've got gaming <laughs> content. We've got, uh, we've got a bunch of, uh, uh, let's play content coming at you. Uh, we'll probably be adding more to that this week. Probably. Maybe. And some more. Pro- pro- probably. probably. 75% chance. Question mark. Yeah. We, we, we might be doing some more gaming soon. Uh, it'll 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 come eventually either way. And uh, hey, what are we going to read next week? Uh, we're reading chapter five. It's called An Excess of Phlegm. Ooh, I wonder I wonder what that could entail. I earnestly have zero memory of this one. So this will be maybe the blindest I've been going into this book that I'm pretty blind on. Well, even if you're not subscribed to our Patreon and don't know what the best books of all time are. Uh, you should read another one. Read one that isn't Harry Potter. Please read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.